Hello, hello. Welcome to the Seven Strong Podcast. I am your host, Holly Hillier, a retired six-figure corporate engineer, mom to three crazy boys, and CEO of Seven Strong. I went from burnt-out corporate engineer to stay-at-home mom boss, building multiple businesses and life-changing income from my kitchen table. My passion is helping other female entrepreneurs create magnetic marketing and scalable systems so you too can create the time and financial flexibility to live your dream life. Ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Seven Strong Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode because today I get to introduce you to Brad Bizjack. And Brad Bizjack is one of my personal mentors and started as a mindset mentor for me. And then we moved into business mentorship. And Brad is a personal development expert. He's a podcast host and a multi-seven-figure CEO with over nine years of coaching experience. Brad's mission is to help entrepreneurs come alive to their limitless possibilities possibilities while arriving at their own unique vision of success. Brad is happily married to his wife, Janice, and they live in Western Illinois with their beautiful little girl, Lillian, and their adorable dog, Oliver. And today we are going to dive into identity and how the identity that you have today can actually be one of your greatest limiting factors to success. So let's dive in. Oh, Brad, welcome to the Seven Strong Podcast. I am so excited to have you here. And for those listeners who do not know, Brad has been, gosh, he's been my personal mindset coach. He has worked directly with my entire team in the network marketing space, helping them through limiting beliefs, helping them see more success. And Truly, Brad helped me through one of the most difficult times in kind of my life, which was when I was really connected to (laughs) working harder was what equaled success. And in doing that, you know, I saw really great success and I really saw great burnout too. And so Brad helped me kind of rewire my mind and let go of that I must work harder to see success. And the next year, saw the same success, if not more, and worked less and was more present with my family. And so that's one of the reasons I know I had to bring them on to not only work work with my team, but had to bring them on onto this podcast. And since then, we've worked together in, in so many ways, um, mindset, and then also really as a business coach too. And I think that's one of the really exciting things about having, having Brad on here is he is mindset extraordinaire, but also extremely, extremely smart CEO who owns an incredible business. And so I want to stop talking because there's so much gold in here. And I want to give Brad kind of an opportunity to chat about how did you go from, because I I know your beginning wasn't like the, you know, the picture perfect (laughs) beginning or life. We all see the success now. How did you get here? What does that all look like for you? It's fun to be here. Oh my goodness. You've been keeping me around for a while. I know. (laughs) We've been working together a long time. And I will just say, Brian is just one of my really good friends. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for you too, my friend. I'm so grateful to be here and to add value to your audience. And that's such a great story that I think everyone loves hearing. Everyone loves seeing the you know the highlight reel and what's possible now, but it's actually really inspirational to hear where people come from. I came from a lot of limiting beliefs about money and like scarcity and you had to work so hard for your money and it would disappear right away. And if you didn't have a lot of it, you couldn't be happy. And once you had it, all this stuff. And I remember coming out of college, I was $92,000 in debt. 
And at that point in my life, I just deeply wanted to become debt-free and I found online business. And for me, that was the ticket. I was like, I saw these stories of possibility. I wanted that, but I faced a pretty significant challenge that every bit of effort I put in didn't work. I would listen to the podcast, read the books. I would take massive action, but it wasn't working for me. And it seemed to be working for everyone else. And I started to view their success as my failure. And I used positivity as my coping mechanism for my personal insecurities. And my mentor told me, dude, you need a mindset coach because the way that you're looking at this is not going to help you become successful. But I was $92,000 in debt. And I was like, I can't afford that. And she said, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So I hired a mindset coach. And on our very first call, I remember maxing out my last credit card to hire her. And on our very first call, she said something that changed my life forever. I was telling her the same thing. I'm doing all the stuff, reading the books, listening to podcasts. It's not working for me, but it's working for everyone else. And she said, Brad, you're so attached to success that you're missing the whole point of success. You're under the impression that you shouldn't be where you are right now. Business success and money is never going to make you happy. It's you rewiring your mind and changing these toxic thought patterns that will lead you to success. You need to start learning how to do all of that. And I went on this mission to do it because that insight changed everything, how I viewed everything. And so I bought a ticket to a conference thinking I'm going to go and change all of these beliefs. And the month leading up to the conference, I got fired from my corporate job and I had no income, no savings, $92,000 in debt. And I remember walking into that conference, tail between my legs. And the topic that day was all about changing your beliefs, rewiring your mind. And from what I learned at that conference, now it's years later, and we've generated a multi-million dollar per year income. We've changed tens of thousands of lives all over the world. And most importantly, I'm never going to have to miss a memory with my little girl. And it was all because of rewiring my mind. That's that's how this all came to be. It is incredible. And it all sounds so simple, right? I just <laughs> rewired my mind and I you know, erased the debt. I run a multi six-figure business now and I just rewired my mind. And so we're going to dig into a little bit of that today and helping people kind of do that and Most recently, when Brad and I worked together, we did kind of a business intensive. And during that business intensive and really kind of planning out the next few years of my business, one of the things that that Brad really noticed that I was saying a lot was, you know, he would say, you know, I would say, I'm an entrepreneur. Like, I'm an entrepreneur. I just kept repeating, like, I'm an entrepreneur. And Brad's like, okay, you're an entrepreneur. That's amazing. Let's talk about some other identities that you hold. And so, you know, we went through that, that I'm a mom and all these different things. And then the word like CEO came up and we really started digging into the difference between the identity of an entrepreneur and the identity of a CEO and how holding on to one identity was actually preventing the growth that I wanted to see. And so in this, like what I thought was this, you know, great business intensive, which it was, the first thing that we had to do was really look at the identity I had and make sure that it aligned with where I wanted to go and wasn't actually holding me back. And so, Brad, can you dig into that a little bit, how these identities actually shape our our skills, our success, really the life that we lead every single day? Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because each identity, I think, has an income cap. 
right? A, a revenue cap where you don't realize you're capping yourself there. I remember being capped at six figures and having to shift my own identity to entrepreneur. And then I got capped there. And now we're trying to build an eight figure business and I had to expand my identity even more. And so before going into the shifts that you would need to make in your in your psychology to be able to open up the possibility of more growth, let's talk about what people do wrong and what identity is to begin with. First of all, like identity is just a belief about who you are. That's it. Like if you think about the identity of I'm a slug versus I'm an athlete, right? The behaviors and lifestyle and choices and beliefs that follow that are very different from each other, right? So what most people try to do, imagine like at the bottom of a ladder, you have your environment, your 3D model of the world, or not model of the world, your 3D world, like your bank account, the way that you parent your kids, the lifestyle that you currently have. And most people want to just change their environment. And what I'm about to go through, the more you elevate what you try to change or the higher up this ladder you go when you try to make a change, the more lasting the change. You hear people talk all the time about just changing your habits. Well, if you try to change your habits without changing your identity, you always find your way back. This is why people, they try to, let's say, start a health and fitness journey, but they have the identity of being big boned right? That is going to stop you from staying consistent. So you have your environment. Well, in order to change your environment, you need to change your behaviors, right? Different behaviors lead to new environments. You start saving money instead of spending all of your money and you have more money in your environment. So the first key to change is shifting your behaviors. And most people just focus there. They just focus on the change in behaviors that will allow for a new environment without changing the core going behind the scenes. Well, what shifts our behaviors? It's the skills that we study. So most people will study, let's say someone identifies as a coach. Well, they'll study mindset. They'll study psychology. Well, that doesn't really teach you how to market anything, right? So your behaviors that follow from there are very nurturing. And that's great. That's kind. That's loving. But it doesn't build a business. Mm -hmm. So we need to change the skills that we study. How do we change the skills that we study? We change our beliefs, the things that go on behind the scenes are feelings of certainty about what something means. If we have a belief that business is hard, that's going to be a very different world than business is exciting, right? And so how do we automatically change all of these things? It's by shifting your identity. A change in your identity automatically changes what you believe, that automatically changes what you study, that automatically changes the behaviors that you deploy, and therefore it changes your 3D like world around you. And so when most people are starting in business, I think there's three core identities that people shift through. The first is what I call the coach or the technician. It's the person that does the thing. And it's a very valuable identity. The next shift is the entrepreneur identity. And the ultimate bridge, I believe, is the CEO identity. And we're going to talk through each of those. But before I go into those, Holly, does that make sense about ascending the ladder? And is there anything like that you want to point out about that before I really get into the other stuff. Yeah. And I think for someone sitting back and kind of looking at their life, like what is the first place like they should look in terms of like, okay, what, what beliefs do I have? Right. How do they dig into that first, first level to even start self-identifying? Yeah. Well, 
if you had an identification card, like an ID, what would that say about you, right? So I am, how would you complete that sentence? And if the word entrepreneur or CEO doesn't automatically follow that, you've you've realized that you don't identify as an entrepreneur or CEO, but what does follow? Like there are so many people that I know that identify as mothers, which is a beautiful identity, but they're trying to use that identity to grow a huge organization. And so who are you? Who do you think you are? Another way to identify what your identity is and what your beliefs are is when you start dreaming massive and think about the goals and dreams that you really want, you will naturally have limiting beliefs that pop up. That's one of the greatest keys that someone's not dreaming big enough is that they don't know what their limiting beliefs are. A huge dream will help you automatically identify your limiting beliefs because the ego will pop up saying, no, that's not possible for someone like me. Well, what's someone like me? What identity would believe that that's not possible? And you'll be able to identify right there what your limiting beliefs are and what you identify as. So when you allow yourself to dream absolutely huge, live with no constraints, no sense of realism, then you'll be able to identify what your beliefs are and what you identify as. Well, I love this. <laughs> I had a call this morning and limiting beliefs popped up for, for me. And now it's really interesting to look at that from this limiting belief. It's also attached to an identity, which is very true. Like very, <laughs> very, very true in this, in this, in this moment. So is okay. Holly having breakthroughs on a podcast interview? Yeah, I'm like, okay, like I I had this this big, yeah, this this big moment this morning. I mean, like, like you, one of my big goals is to build seven strong to to eight figures. And I was very much challenged as to why can't seven strong be a hundred million dollar company today? Ooh. And I was like, well, I mean, our mission is that big, and I know yours is too. So why not? And that question now challenges my identity, right? And maybe it's the identity I've, I've shifted from that entrepreneur to, to CEO, but a CEO of an eight-figure company, right? Of a $10 million company, not the CEO of a $100 million company. And those two people look, look different to me. And so maybe it's time to step into, not maybe, if I want to have a $100 million company that changes the world and empowers more women, then I need to step into like the next level CEO yeah. identity. So and that might even be servant leader, yeah. right? It could be whatever the new identity is. A great example of this is when I started thinking about growing and scaling my company to the eight figure level, I remember I was in when the first, when the vision first started to come to me of like, I wanted that I had the entrepreneur identity, right? And entrepreneurs quick to pivot. We'll go through that in a few minutes, quick to pivot, able to do things really quickly, but also desperately wants control. And I also would pour a ton of time into things. And because I wasn't willing to let go of control, I wasn't able to leverage my time with the help of amazing people in my organization. And so I had this limiting belief that came from the identity of entrepreneur that in order to grow my organization, I had to sacrifice more time away from my daughter, away from my wife. And that limiting belief prevented me from doing these, to, from studying the things, doing the actual behaviors to create the business that I wanted to create. Once I let go of that and adopted a CEO mentality, which empowers other people within the organization, all of a sudden I had the time back, I let go of control and now we're scaling there. So it all comes down to what you believe about yourself. So I love it. And you guys, are, I mean, you guys are 
like eight figures is 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 like so uh-huh. close it's so exciting to watch uh-huh. it is so inspiring I'm, <laughs> I'm obsessed I love I almost feel like I like get a behind the scenes view of like what it, very little but I, I'm obsessed so I'm excited for you Have you ever felt isolated as an online entrepreneur? Like you're on your own little island trying to figure out how to grow a business, manage your household, and be the present mom you want to be? Yeah, me too. Which is why I created the Seven Strong Society, a monthly community for online entrepreneurs. Each month, we come together to focus on growing your business and income fast. With monthly trainings ranging from Instagram growth strategies to email marketing to creating quarterly schedules to allow you to live your life on your terms. We connect via monthly planning parties, expert trainings, and live Q&A sessions, as well as on our private app. Yes, off of social media. Want to learn more? Head over to 7 community to get all the details. I'll see you in the community. So going back to like that identity piece, right? So how do they step? You mentioned like, okay, this, this entrepreneur mindset of, because that's where I was holding on to everything, needing control. I, I was, no one can do it as well as I can. Right. Or like, you know, just no, no one can even do it. And so, and, or I also had the, the limiting belief, well, training someone takes so much time. I don't have time to train someone. And if I train them, like all the things. So how do you move from there kind of up to that, that next level? The great question. And it comes down to seeing the consequences of what happens in your environment if you stay where you are. And so going through these three, I guess, starter identities or these three identities of growing and scaling a business to that level, everyone starts at what I call the service provider, right? The technician or what's commonly used nowadays as the coach, right? And the coach is, it's not a bad skill or thing to have. It's very, it's beautiful. It's where most people get their start. But a lot of people in the coach identity, their beliefs are, well, it's all about helping people. I need to make sure people feel so nurtured and cared for. I want to change their life so much that I'm going to pour into them. And it doesn't even matter if I make any money. I just want to really help people. And so what does the coach study? They study things like we're now going down a level to skills. The coach studies things like Personal development, not a bad thing. They study things like believing in themselves, confidence, right? Things like that. All good things to study, not bad. But based on what your target is, you'll start to see in just a moment when we get to environment that your environment doesn't really change very much in terms of business if that's what your identity is. Because the behaviors that typically follow are solving people's problems before there's ever a sale, which literally erases demand from people working with you. If you, by the way, business 101, if you solve someone's problem before they buy from you, you've erased demand for them to buy from you. And so this is what the coach does. They pour themselves into other people. They give all the how-tos of everything on the internet and no one actually ends up joining them because they're like, I think I've got everything. I'm good. So their business looks like a ghost town. They might make a couple dollars here and there. They might care about people so much and bring in this one type of person. But then here's what happens after they join the organization. They're pouring so much into that person that joined the organization that their time is then spent away from bringing more sales into the organization. So you cap your growth at 
Typically, right around the five-figure mark is where you cap when you're at the coach level. There are some exceptions where you get into the six figures, but you're not getting into multiple six figures if you're in the coach level. It's not happening because you will you'll get burnt out. You will you will hurt the relationships around you. And so you need to take a look at what does your environment look like around you? If it resembles any of that, where it's, okay, I'm caring so much about these people that I'm actually removing the possibility of sales from my business, that's hurting me. That's actually hurting the client. This is one of the biggest mistakes that people make in business. They don't make sales because they care so much about the person. They want to solve the problem ahead of time. But that actually denies someone the ability to transform. Sales is the art of giving someone a transformation they would never have for free because when you pay, you actually pay attention. I believe that my mentor, James Wedmore, always says the transformation is in the transaction. And so if we don't sell, we're actually hurting people because they don't take uh, responsibility for their change. And so if this happens enough times, and this happened in my life, where I'm like, I'm so sick of this. I care about people so much, but my business is crickets. I'm not able to pay off the debt. I have to change. And I elevated to the entrepreneur. An entrepreneur has a very different focus. Whereas a coach thinks about their business from, it's all about helping people. An entrepreneur sees business as, it's all about sales. It is a very different focus. Now, how do you make sales? You make sales by serving people in a way that elevates them the most because sales is the greatest form of service. It's not about you. It's about sales so that you help people. It's about looking at the data of what's going on in an organization. Entrepreneurship is about hustle and grind. And those are the beliefs of the entrepreneur. So what does the entrepreneur study going down that ladder? They study things like marketing. They study things like social media. They study things like email and opt-ins and conversions and business and all these things. So this, what they study is very different. So the behaviors that follow yield a different business result. The behaviors that follow are going out and creating a sales mechanism, a webinar, a masterclass, a challenge, and the environment turns to multiple six figures, even the seven figure level. But then you hit a point where, and Holly, this was so cool to watch you go through this. You hit a point where you're like, I know I'm meant to make a greater impact. I know I'm meant to serve more people all over the world. And the entrepreneur then has to learn to let go and become the CEO. Which is hard. Which is baby. You poured your heart and soul. As an entrepreneur, you just poured your heart and soul and all your time and energy into that baby. And that's a hard step for me. It was, and it's every entrepreneur that turns into a CEO has to face that decision where they have to be willing to let go and realize that, yes, there are people that care just as much as you do. And there are people that even if they do it 90%, 80% as well as you, You free up your time to focus on the leveraged opportunities in your business. You start focusing on leadership. But here's what's interesting about an entrepreneur versus a CEO. An entrepreneur works with what I call a speedboat mentality. Like coach, they're in the rowboat, right? They're (laughs) they're in the rowboat. Very hard to move. The entrepreneur is in a speedboat. It's quick to pivot. But a CEO has what I call a cruise ship mentality. There's much slower turns but way more methodical and way more powerful that takes a huge group of people more powerfully to a beautiful destination. 
So the CEO identity has very different beliefs. The CEO believes that it's about elevating people, that it's about leverage. The CEO will look at what are the most profitable areas of my business and how do I help all of my teammates, my employees, my company double down on those? So what skills does the CEO follow or study? Maybe still some business, maybe still some marketing, but now there's leadership. Now there's service. Now there's impact. Now there's contribution, generosity. And so all of a sudden, then the behaviors start to change. You start to focus more on the 20% of things that are producing 80% of the results. You help other, you let go of control and you give other people the responsibility to make change happen. Like, for example, I don't run my company. I don't run it. I am not responsible for our launch results. Every single employee I have is focused on an OKR that they are responsible for reporting into, that they are responsible for creating. That creates autonomy within the organization. That creates a sense of ownership. And then the results, the environment, the 3D is thousands of lives changed, millions of dollars. And yeah, you get the cool stuff like the boat and the other stuff and all of the the things, but that's just a byproduct of helping enough people get what they want. Because when you help enough people get what they want, you get everything you want. So this transition is a journey and it doesn't happen overnight, but it comes from realizing the consequences of staying in an existing identity and asking yourself, what do I need to let go of to reach the next level? Yeah. And you know, you said when a, as an entrepreneur, you very much say, well, no one will care about this as much as I do. And so I was blessed to get to meet one of one of like Brad's right hand, like Amy is freaking amazing. And I got to meet Amy and we really had a conversation about that. And Amy was like, I don't want to do what you do. I want to do like the skills I'm really good at. And Brad provides me the space to do that, the opportunity to, to do that, the, the salary, like the lifestyle, right? Which also comes with figuring out the, the culture of your company. Mm-hmm. And so when I moved into that, that CEO space, it was, yes, we can make an impact with more clients, of, of course, but I also started seeing the impact that you can make within your own company and by hiring people into your company to do the things that they love to do, which is a completely different opportunity than just, you know, what your company actually sells. And so it was like this other level of like service of giving back, talking to people about what they love and how I can help them do it. And, you know, I love Brad's company culture. You know, we really talked about the culture I wanted to bring in seven strong and, you know, they, they, they take weeks off during the summer and shut the whole company down, the unlimited paid time off. Like, so again, the identity that I had attached to a CEO or attached like this corporate world, like CEO to me had these other weird connections and I didn't love my experience in this corporate world. And then I think about creating my own company and I thought, well, you know, Brad showed me like, well, this is, this is what it can look like. You can take all those things that you didn't love and create the exact experience you want for others. And it was just mind blowing to think it's not just what I sell, it's the company that I create and that, that changes lives as well. So it does. And can I add to that, Holly? Please. The, 
when you get the reach the CEO level, you realize that almost like your your employees are almost your internal customers. You are serving them even more than you serve the customers externally. And so I like to look at it as, Holly, you mentioned the word culture. A CEO thinks in terms of culture within an organization. And I encourage every single person listening to start that process right now. What culture do you want to create? And it comes down to your core values of the organization. If vision is the head and mission is the heart, values are the soul. And that when you operate from that perspective, you can have the vision, the head, I'm going to go create this incredible thing. The mission, this is why this is the heart behind it. But the values allow for the spirit of the company to come to life. And you also need to realize in doing this, that the belief of no one's going to care as much as I do is total BS. Like Holly mentioned, Amy, Amy cares just as much as I do about the success of our company. She just doesn't want to be in the CEO spot. She thrives in the integrator spot. That's what she loves. The CEO is opportunities and relationships and leverage and all this stuff. The integrator role is on the systems and the processes. And there's a time and a place for all of that to come true in your organization. But the point of it is that when you have a core value-based company, then you hire based on those core values and someone's skill sets instead of what most people do in the entrepreneur identity, which is just delegate tasks. When you just delegate tasks, then you are still managing and you're not actually leading. So to become a true CEO, empower your organization through asking yourself, what values will help us reach the goals that we want to achieve? And who could I bring in to help us get there? I I love this conversation. I mean, I because truly shifting my identity shifted my entire business. I mean, every everything shifted. Every 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 action I took, every every morning I woke up looked different because of that new identity. So Brad <laughs> is like working with Brad again. Will these small shifts? will change your business, right? And they they have they have rewired my mind many times. Every time I take like an, a, a step, right? This exponential leap in my business. And so Brad's incredible. Again, it's about it's about impact. And so Brad every year hosts what he calls his success accelerator. And this is literally like your opportunity to work with Brad. Right. So like right now I hope you've had pen and paper out. If not like right go back and like you can kind of like workshop through this podcast. But if you really want to like dig in and workshop with Brad for five days, he's hosting his success accelerator. So can you tell us a little bit about this, like five days deep diving with you and kind of what they can expect? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, it's an incredible timing with this because we literally start Monday next week. Right. So the timing is absolutely fantastic for this. So if you're listening to this, get registered. Holly's got the link to sign up for the success accelerator. Again, it's five days. But Holly, you mentioned something really impactful. You mentioned like these little shifts that led to exponential results. Well, think about taking off from LA flying to Rome. If you are one degree off, you end up in Africa. And so this is about those little shifts that puts you in a completely different place. And most people are going through trying to, they might understand this stuff from a conceptual perspective, right? Okay, I need to change my identity. I need to change my limiting beliefs, but how? 
Well, after working with now almost 50,000 people from all over the world, I've identified some patterns that keep people operating with the same mentality, even though they consciously know what needs to change. And in the Success Accelerator, I will bring those up and show you exactly tactically with action items what to do to change each of those beliefs, keeping you at a previous identity. And once you break through this, I mean, I've seen people within literally going from struggling paycheck to paycheck to creating a multiple six-figure business within six months of doing this. I've seen people go on to create multiple seven-figure businesses from doing this. People that have, and it's not just the business side, it's also the personal side. How do you blend this with being a great mom or dad or parent or, or spouse? How do you bring the personal side into it as well? And how you have harmony while you're doing all of this? Because if you have achievement, but you don't have fulfillment, you have failure. And so what the Success Accelerator will do, the simple promise is you're going to discover how high performers achieve their goals so much faster than all their peers without sacrificing more time away from the people you love the most. That's really it. And so over five days, we're going to break through all of the toxic thought patterns and hidden limiting beliefs that are hiding in your mental blind spot that you currently can't see. And we're going to rip those out forever and replace them with new beliefs that will help you and serve you to become the next level version of yourself. So we start on Monday, get registered. Holly's got the link to sign up. It's going to change your freaking life. We've had, again, tens of thousands of people go through this program. It'll change your life too. So make sure you sign up for the Success Accelerator starting on Monday. Yeah, starts Monday and I will put the link in the show notes. Also, if you're not on the 7strong newsletter, 7strong.com forward slash newsletter, I will be sending out the link as well. So if you just want to deliver it straight to your inbox, hop over there. Brad, so good. Okay. So where can people find you? Besides, I mean, everyone should get into Success Accelerator because it's insane access to Brad and you're really workshopping through things. But after that, what is your favorite place to send people? I know you have a podcast as well, Instagram, all the places. All the good stuff, podcast, the Rewire Your Mind podcast. We got the gram, the Instagram at Brad Bizjack, you know, and there's plenty of little freebies and goodies on my website to help you start the process of this. But the greatest place by far to go the deepest on this stuff is the Success Accelerator Challenge, which again, Holly has the, the link to. So I would start there. Amazing, Brad. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for being my mentor, for pouring into everyone today. And I will be in the Success Accelerator as well. So I will hopefully be seeing a lot of our listeners in there and and I cannot wait. So thank you so much for your time today. You are so welcome, my friend. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found tactical takeaways you can apply right away to your business. If so, it would mean the world to me if you'd subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review on iTunes. Now, let's go crush some goals together.